0: Welcome to the Whiskey Congress, honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left, most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join Join the evolution.
1: Whiskey Congress is back in session following a week off, and we are back in session on Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, Steve and I are together in the Cleveland studio, so how's it going, man? Good, good, man. Nice, uh, nice sunny day. It was a beautiful day. Yep. Um, did you watch the Trump, Trump, Trump Town Hall?
0: I didn't watch it live, but I did watch a number of uh, clips and uh, snippets from it. Um, you know, and it's, look, we, we weren't going to learn anything new from from that, I think, you know, we know who Trump is. We know what he is. We know what his brand is. He wasn't offering anything new. Um, I think he did say some things that were interesting that probably don't help him, um, you know, with certain demographics. But at the same time, I don't think it it changes anything for him. I think the people who were going to vote for him are going to vote for him. The people who weren't were not. The people on the fence, uh, likely still on the fence, probably didn't get moved one way or another. Uh, you know it was, it was a cherry-picked crowd um, that was live in attendance um, I thought uh, you know the the host the interviewer she did what she could with the situation and I think CNN put themselves in a precarious position you know I mean I think that they were trying to promote the idea of neutrality and objectivity um, but really you, you know you just you gave a stage and a platform to a guy who has been known to lie and known to you know, manipulate um, just, you know, outright. So, you know, the question is, well, how how could they have done it? How should they have done it? I mean, at least have a truly neutral audience and not uh, one that's completely, you know, favorable to Trump. Um, You know, it's just like, all right, if you're going to do it and you're going to do it live, then at minimum, there should be the potential for it to be uncomfortable for the person, no matter who it was, right? Whether it was Trump or Biden or whoever... You know, that crowd should have been whoever wants to go, go, whether they're, you know, pro-Trump or anti-Trump or whatever. Um, I think that's a big part of where they lose credibility there. And, you know, it, it's, you know, a lot of people are saying that CNN shouldn't have done this. They shouldn't have given the platform. Um, and I would argue that mm, I, I I don't necessarily, I, I think that if you want, look, I don't have an issue with them necessarily having, platform i just think that if you're going to do that then you need the person who's going to be doing the interviewing needs to be able to go toe to toe with him to hold his feet to the fire and the crowd needs to be objective neutral or at least there needs to be people in the crowd who aren't just there to be cheerleaders
1: and there was none of that i mean it was it was not a true town hall it was a rally it right it was a, a town hall yeah it was it was it was, um, it was a,
0: it was a Spon- uh, CNN sponsored town, uh, rally. Yeah, <laughs> for Trump. Yeah, and I, I well,
1: first of all, let's be real. CNN did this because they wanted the ratings, and I'm sure they got them. Yeah. I mean, CNN is CNN and Fox have been, you know, fighting it out. CNN has been losing for years. Yep. And in the wake of Tucker Carlson being fired, they I think they see some vulnerability, and they wanted their piece of the pie. So you got it. Um, the criticisms of them giving him a platform, I hear them. Uh, but at the same time, he's on a fucking Trump. He's he's a walking platform. Mm-hmm. So it's I mean, you know, but the, the, I mean,
0: the, it's like, look, they were. He says he does something that they're going to report on it. They have his entire presidency since he started running. So, you know, it's just, uh, you know, whether they, you know, give him two hours or whatever, I I still think like like you said, he was going to get his message out. Um, I think they had an opportunity to take control of that narrative a little bit. I said, get someone that, you know, was willing to ask him hard questions. Now, I'm sure part of the negotiations were no hard questions and, you I'm know, it's got to gotta be that. a favorable thing. And, and I think if you're CNN, you're just like, no, we're not doing that. We're, you know, and I don't know who would have been the right person to do the interview, right, that works for CNN, that, that would have really been a good match. Uh, for him and not necessarily to argue with him in debate, but just ask, ask the question, stay firm, know how to write, ask the appropriate follow up question um, and also try to keep him on track better than what uh, I think. What was it? Caitlin Collins. Yeah. Or, something. I, yeah so, I
1: honestly don't know her from right.
0: previous, but she did a good job. And I, th- I think she may be sliding into that Don Lemon spot at night. I'm not sure. But e- either way, um yeah, I just I, I just think they could have they could have done it better, um, and you know they're getting a lot of criticism that they should get. Um, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't really watch CNN to begin with, so it's not like this is going to turn me off to them. I, I'm not a big right. CNN watcher. Um, there are people who are, you know, I'm done with CNN, blah blah blah. I mean, oh, sure, I guess right. sure you are. Maybe, um, you know, I, I didn't like I said I didn't see it as that big of a deal, but I think some of the. Criticisms and critiques of CNN are worthwhile, and a lot of people are like people are talking more about CNN than Trump. I'm like, yeah, but it's not like Trump said anything that really opened anybody's eyes. Um, what is? Well,
1: he did say that the army was running out of ammunition. Well, well, yeah, I shouldn't
0: say that. I, 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 he he didn't bring a lot of value, right? I mean, that the I whole army is running out of ammunition. I think he did a lot of praising of January sixth. And you know, oh, it was a beautiful day. And you know, praising, a and hailing, of people
1: got out of hand. But other than that, it was all patriots. Yeah, uh,
0: you know, I mean, pardon most of them, right? Uh, a lot of them. I mean, actually, a lot he didn't. Which, for those, you know, that like, you have to wonder where their, where their head is at with that. You yeah. know, thinking he was coming to save the day. Um, you know, because even, <laughs> you know, even if it's just like, all right, well, if he gets back in the office, maybe, maybe he'll pardon me. But most, of, like, no one got a long enough sentence where you know, they should still be in jail for the most part by the time he gets into a position to, you know, pardon them or whatever. So, I, you know, like that might have been all for naught if you thought that Trump was going to get you out of it. Um, and then you, you do have the the Proud Boys who were um, found guilty of uh, sedition and uh, a handful of other charges this week, which isn't on the board, but is worth sure. mentioning, mentioning um, and I'm sure they'll appeal, but uh, they have been found guilty, and they, they haven't been sentenced yet. But they are facing some, you know, pretty serious sentences. Um, you know, and rightfully so. And you can sit there and try to make all the arguments you want, but I mean, I, I watched it live on January 6, and I, I don't really, you know, me. I don't take any bullshit on that. Um, you know, whatever your stance is, that they're just, you know, Americans who were there protesting. Uh, I just, I don't buy it. And, you know, those guys orchestrated something pretty nasty, and they got something pretty nasty, and now they're dealing with a pretty nasty legal situation, so they can just fuck right off.
1: And, by the way, Trump called uh, the host a nasty woman. And then I found this interesting, and I haven't heard anyone else say this. When the debate ends, he's doing his, you know, you know waving to the crowd. He actually reaches t- turns to her and says, um, you did a good job. And I... You know, I don't want to give him credit for acknowledging that, but it seemed to me it shows a that to him it was a game and a sparring match, and he was using her as a prop. Um, it, but but when he, when he said that at the end, I thought, okay, at least he had the decency to say, "I know what you were doing, and I think you did a good job at it." Um, I wish he would have said it clearly to be heard over the mic. I think it was kind of a the mic wasn't off yet, and everyone you know the crowd was cheering or
0: whatever. But. Uh, um, uh, anyway. I mean, I, I just looked... Uh, you know, when it comes to Trump, uh, you know, like, he... Again, he didn't do anything really all that unexpected. Um, you know, he did... What's interesting, though, you know, he did talk about his... Uh, you know, his, his relationship with the Second Amendment and gun rights and, you know, his relationship with the NRA, which um, really sort of caused some issue in the, the, the Second Amendment community uh, because I've long said that, like, look... I, I, you know, like, uh, I am very staunch on the, the Second Amendment. And, you know, one of those people is just like, look, I'm not giving an inch, um, you know, for multiple reasons. And, and I've long said that Trump is not a two way guy. And when he came out, and when he was talking about how he talked to the NRA about bump stocks and everything else, and that they agreed to, you know, like, all right, give up the bump stocks, they're not that big of a deal. Um, you know, i have Long stated that that opened up the door for the ATF to take even more control that they really should not have as they are not a part of Congress, they don't make laws, and yet here they are making these rules that turn people into felons, Uh, and that's extremely problematic. But yet Trump opened a door to allow the ATF to have more power and authority than they should have. Um, And there are a lot of two-way people who have to reconcile their blind allegiance to Trump with the fact that he flat out told them that in a sense that he betrayed their trust and the second amendment with, with his actions. And it's definitely caught, it's definitely caused a riff. And, um, and, and that's, that's, that's interesting. And it's something that I'll watch, um, you know, being, you know, embedded in that community to a degree, but you know, like that was something that I found that was interesting that came out of that, you know, which most people aren't picking up on, but you know, when you're, when you pay close attention to things that impact guns in the second amendment, like things like that definitely are a red flag. And I, I, you know, that was a popcorn moment for me. Two, two, two things that I
1: was, ex- I was expecting you to say this. Maybe you saw this clip, maybe you didn't, but he referred to gun ownership as a privilege. Mm-hmm. And that's, there's a big difference between a right and a privilege. Yes. Driving is a privilege. You earn it, you can lose it. Mm-hmm. According to the staunch second amendment crowd, it's a right that yep. shall not be infringed. Right Now, we don't need to debate about well-regulated militias and all, but the fact that he called it a privilege—let's just put it this way: if a Democrat called gun ownership a privilege, they'd lose their shit. They would lose their fucking minds over it, right? And, um, yeah. You yeah. also called the cop who shot Ashley Babbitt a okay. thug, right? Um,
0: yeah. Okay. And that's, and, and that's you know that's that wasn't new. I mean, like the, there's the, there's a crowd that's you know pro-police until. The police do something that they specifically right. don't like, and then right. they have no issue criticizing the police. Um, but, you know, the whole thing with calling gun ownership a privilege there, again, um, just shows that, like, look, this guy is not, you know, uh, he's not who you, I, I don't know who you think he is. I mean, he's been telling you who he is all along, and yet, you know, you guys just choose to continue he to. He gets like, to no-
1: reinvent himself with no consequence. I mean, always. Right. He can say, I never said that. We just showed video of you saying that. I uh, never said it.
0: Right. And then the people news. jump in line and say that he didn't say it. You know, I mean, I've I, the one thing I'll say is that my opinions of Trump have been consistent sure. for the last 20 fucking years. Um, As of you know, mine, mine, I, mine are longer. Right. I mean, I, I thought he was a joke when, you know, he tried to buy an NFL team and refused to open up his books. Like, how did you think that you were going to buy this multi-billion dollar franchise without having to show your financials? Like like, what, what is your thought process there, right? Um, and then, you know, going back to the debacle in Atlantic City and, you know, some of the failed real estate dealings, and then once I got into real, large-scale real estate and being able to look at those deals from an actual professional standpoint, understanding what should and should not be there and realizing how terrible these deals are and some of the should-be criminal liability to the banks that have lend, that have lent to him in some of these different scenarios – it, it's it, it's amazing. So I I've always thought the guy was a piece of shit. He continues to prove me right, and yet other people are just like, well, that doesn't count, and that doesn't count, and that doesn't count. He's just the best. You just don't understand. Whatever. Um, it, it's it's just it's madness.
1: Oh, it is absolutely. And, and again, you, you you saw this. Now he's saying this didn't happen, and you're if you're willing to turn your own blinders on, you just go. Nope. I. Must not be with right. leader. You know, I here. mean
0: and then the on the flip side, it's like, well, our, our other option is Joe Biden, which again, I also think that Joe Biden is terrible and like pleaded, you know, the yeah. best that I could with my small platform for him not to be the nominee and not to be the guy that everybody got behind. You know, everyone's like, Well, he's the only one who can win. It's like because you're all saying that. Right. If you if everyone said that about someone else, that would be the person who could be the winner. So let's just pick someone else. And yet, no, we didn't. You go with Joe Biden and, you know, the Biden administration has done a lot of good things. They've had some definite fuck up and fuck ups and fumbles. Um, I think that Biden's, you know, a guy who has been in public office at a high level for as long as he has, especially in the age in which he started to come up was was definitely going to have some skeletons in the closet That were going to be problematic for re-election uh, And sure enough Here you are dealing with it And I agree Hunter Biden is Should be a non-issue but yet he is Because yeah. this is I'm 2023 and it's easy And opposition research and social media It's easier to get it out there and everything else Like even all that Right even with all that Like I openly said I don't like Biden I, would, I guess I have to take him over Trump Right, as painful as that is, um, and 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 it's frustrating. But my whole point in saying that is that a lot of people are going to say, "Well, I'll take I'll take Trump over Biden," right? And then it's just kind of, it's it that's a hard argument for me to overcome because I'm only voting for Biden just because I can't vote for Trump, right? Like I just right. I, like I can't, and and it's a hold your nose and do it, right? But then you're stuck with that. You have to own it. Like, all right, I did vote for this dipshit, and yet he's this is why I didn't want to do it, and so it makes it hard to combat when people are just like, well, well you voted for Biden. It's like, fuck, I know that I did because I couldn't vote for this guy because he's an idiot, and it's just like, well, why'd you vote for that idiot? Because we have a stupid two-party system, and I only had two choices. You know, it's, right. it's a, it's a sh- it, show of and, a situation. And when people delve into third and fourth
1: parties, it allows something like Trump getting elected in the first place. If, right. If, I mean, the Gary Johnsons and the uh, Jill Steins of 2016 may have been the difference in that election, yep. and and I was, I mean, in 2016, I was on record on this show was saying Gary Johnson was going to be my guy, and I know. and
0: and, 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 and I you beg you, you know you I we got heated, yeah, I, and I did because I mean again just like looking at the landscape of what we we're looking at, it like this is not the time for this, right? Like, and, and, I, I, and I folded by the way, I yeah, yeah you no, you free, did, right? you did. It just it was it was a scary situation that we were looking at, and. You know, again, that's one where you, you hate to essentially be right, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people don't want Biden to run again based, if
1: if nothing else, on his age. And while that might be a form of discrimination, it's also a form of reality. Dude is yeah. going to be 78 years old? Uh, look. Anyway, he's, it's, he's fucking old.
0: Like, yeah. it, it, if if you want to make the age discrimination argument it's just like look uh, fine but i wouldn't there's nothing that i would hire him for <laughs> you know you like know. i mean i just like i'm so i own a company there's nothing i would hire him for right like i just i, I don't want a 78 year old guy like maybe as a consultant like hey you got all right if you're i would i would hire him as a consultant if he had a, spe- a specific level of expertise sure. in my field, right? If, if Joe Biden had a history of construction, some 78-year-old guy who knew construction in and out and was a master in concrete or a master of development, I would say, all right, I'll hire you as a consultant, but you're not doing the right. day-to-day. You're not, not going to be the face of the company. You're not going to get out there and talk. You're not going to be the guy traveling around, doing all this other stuff. Like, just when I, when I need you, I'll call you. You know, otherwise, just go sure. sit on the beach and relax. Why the fuck would I take that guy... Right, and say I'm not going to hire you to run my company or work at my company, other than in this limited role. But I'm going to give you control over the whole world. <laughs> like I, I, I well, just no, I, well, like make it make sense to me. Uh, Sorry. G- all
1: right. Well.
0: It, you know, I mean, it, it's just in Trump. I, look, and I think with Trump is he could be 15, 20 years younger, and I'm not hiring him to do shit. You know, I mean, people say, oh, he's a great business. I'm like, I work in his business. I don't want to touch him. I don't care how much money he has. A lot of it is bullshit. A lot of it is built on fucking sand. And I wouldn't do business with him if, if, if no matter he's, what. He's I'm just got, not doing got, it. He's
1: got a history of being a great right, scumbag right. He's got, right, he's got to,
0: Like, I know people direct, I know people who have done business with him directly, who he did not pay. Right? Who he literally ruined their lives and crushed their careers and they had to rebuild everything because they did business with Donald Trump right like so i like i can speak from a level certain level of experience and just say i wouldn't do business with the guy so if i didn't if i wouldn't do business with him if i don't trust him if i wouldn't put any sort of like financial connect then why the fuck would i want him to run my country right right like come on, get the, like it's not
1: anyway the thing about biden that is just i think we're seeing a psychology experiment play out and that is when biden was running in 2020 he essentially said i'm a bridge to the next Thing, I think he used that exact word. I know that I essentially quoted him as saying, I'm not going to run again. And he has backtracked on that, saying he never actually said that. And now he clearly is running again. He's announced it. I can't open a fucking YouTube clip related to politics without an ad from Joe Biden asking me for money. And while I don't have nearly as negative a view of him as you do, I, I don't want him to run again. I've said it here. I'll say it again.
0: And, um... Yeah. You know he's it, gonna. He's gonna, and, and... And his only challenger is fucking crazy Robert F. Kennedy, who... Who's crazy. Right. Like, <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, the one you just yeah. used. Yeah. All right,
1: let's, let's just move on, because there's more in the news stuff. Uh, title 42 expired. I know what it relates to, but that's about it.
0: All right, so Title 42 um, stems out of a law that came into place in, like, 1944, um, and it's... it's it, and we used it in 1944, essentially, to keep you know, Chinese people out because there was this outbreak of meningitis. Um, and we really haven't used it much since then. Um, but then we bring it back in, in 2020 under the Trump administration. Essentially, it's a law that says you can turn away immigrants because of fear of disease. And you know, it's a public health, public okay. safety uh, rule. Um, So, Title 42 goes into effect, meaning at the border, it's easy to just say, ah, you can't come because of COVID, right? Well, you know, now COVID's no longer an emergency. Right, like that everyone now accepts, right? Like Republicans yeah. were saying it wasn't a big deal all along, but they were really big that we used Title 42, right? And there was a lot of hypocrisy sure. with this, right? Sure. Because Republicans are saying COVID's not that big of a deal, but oh yeah, use that Title 42 to keep immigrants out or migrants or whatever, right? And then Democrats are saying it's the biggest thing in the world, but we can't have Title 42 because we have to have all these immigrants, right? It, or we can't be mean to immigrants or whatever right. the Democrats' stand is on the whole issue at the border. So you have that whole hypocrisy filled situation but everyone now agrees that the COVID situation is now no longer an emergency so they have to lift title 42 it has been lifted and there have been a number of migrants that have come at the border now if you are in a silo of very conservative right wing pundits and talking heads and social media you will believe that there are you know a million you know, South American and Central American migrants coming through the border every day. That's not the case, but there are a lot, right? Like there are thousands that are coming through on a daily basis. Um, We don't have room to house them. Uh, You know, we've got a number of facilities that, you know, have a capacity of 1,000 people or 1,500 people that have 3,000 people in them, Uh, rooms that have a max capacity of 20 that have like 150 people in them. Uh, it is a very dire situation down there right now um, because they no longer have, like, the legal authority just to turn people away flat out because of the COVID emergency and Title 42. Um, now they have to go through the process. They have to process them, right? And they don't have nearly enough judges, attorneys, social workers, really any they don't have enough of anything to process Order border,
1: border agents. Agent
0: anything, right? Like they don't have enough of anything to process the number of people that are coming through right now. Um it is frustrating because you knew that Title Forty Two was going to expire. You knew the exact date it was going <laughs> to expire, so you had time for the last—I don't know how many months—to prepare for this. Uh, and it looks like the Biden administration jumped the ball, dropped the ball, and and didn't. And they can say that well, they did this, they did that, but it wasn't nearly enough. And and this isn't Monday morning quarterbacking, saying, "Well, <clears throat> let's look and see what they're like." based off of the numbers of the, that they sent down, it's just like, look, you, there's, we know that there's a good chance that you're going to, even if the, even if it was only 500 people a day, right? Like they didn't send enough reinforcements in the form of judges, lawyers, social workers, agents, anything down there to deal with what was coming. And so now you have a situation of overcrowding you have a situation where, you know, like, so the way it happens, like, you come across the border, they interview you to figure out if you qualify for, uh, you know, actual asylum, asylum or yeah. whatever, and then, but all that has to go through an actual uh, um, judicial process, right? But since they don't have the ability to do it, like, they give people a court date. Well, they're giving people court dates for seven years from now, right? Like, some, like they interviewed someone, okay. their court date was, like, 2031, right? Like, so then it's just like, all right, what do you do with them, and you process them in right now, it's just they're being released into the U S and then hopefully the person shows up in seven years, (laughs) right. To hear what their status is. And if they don't show up, I don't, you know, it's like, it's not like we go find them. Right. Right. Like, so, so the policy down there, it's, it's bad, but the, the issue is not only do you have these like ridiculously extended court dates, right. Where, you know, they're five, six, seven, eight years away. But the fact that even in the immediate right now, you have no way to deal with them, house them, you know, everybody came down on Trump because you know they were giving people the foil uh, uh, sleeping bag things right. that you like give people after emergency marathons bl- and emergency blankets, yep. yeah, and all and all that sort and all that sort of stuff like that and that was terrible, you know, kids in cages and like well look, we're dealing with the same situation, nothing changed between Trump and Biden, literally nothing changed. Um, Maybe they cleaned up the facilities.
1: Separating families, I think, is
0: the one. Yeah, but still, I mean, like, it's still awful.
1: Trump bragged about separating families as a deterrent. Okay,
0: that's fine, but it's still, uh, the situation down there is still terrible. Right. Right? I mean, like, okay, fine. The families are all together in a room that can hold 100 people, but it has 500 people in it, and they're all covered in their own shit.
1: I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying a six-year-old isn't getting told, you get to go over here away from your parents.
0: Fine. But you also I mean, we had two kids that died right in the last week or in the last ten days since all this has gone down, um, which just kids kids shouldn't be dying in u s custody. So like you've got some serious issues and 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 I we're just I, I don't understand I, I really don't understand the impasse on on why we're not really addressing this issue. Don't sit here, Democrats, and tell me. All this stuff about humanitarian and human rights and caring about people, but you're doing absolutely nothing for this situation that you could see right now that you knew about, right? Everybody was all full of piss and vinegar when this shit was going on in 2016, 17, and 18, right? Well, now it's going on. And like, Democrats, where are you? What are you doing? What are you doing about, like, where is AOC at the border, you know, crying and everything else? Like, fucking get down there and let's figure out something to make this situation better than what it is right now. Right this right. isn't about racism or xenophobia like for some of the conservatives yes it absolutely is but you have a real fucking issue down there with life and safety right of the border agents of the people in the area that live there on the US side of the people that are coming over kids that are coming over all right whether the kids are sent there by adults irresponsibly illegally whatever you still have this responsibility to other humans to not be fucking terrible Right, so how can we make this situation better, right? And get the resources down there that we need to process these people. If we got to send them back, we got to send them back. I'm not saying open the border and let everybody come, right? I don't agree with that. I also don't agree with just sending people back just for the sake of sending people back. There has to be a process. Um, and if if people want to come but they they're not asylum, then it's just like all right, what are the what what is the pathway to get them citizenship legally? Right? So we're not sitting here attacking. And how do we how do we expedite that? right? Like that those are the conversations that need to be happening. And those are right. the type, type of things that need to be coming out of Washington instead of Greg Appet shipping people all over the country. It's like, so now you're making it worse. right? right? Now we're taking these people, and you're you're saying, all right, I don't want them, so I'm gonna send them across the country. Right, put them on a plane back across the the border. You're, you now you're just so now you're taking the people, you're putting them on a plane, and then you're then you're embedding them in the country. Right, right. And haha, you win the snark war because you send it to a democratic city. You send it to Chicago or Detroit or New York or whatever Martha's Vineyard. But now they're just in the country, and now it makes it even harder right. to track them. And so, what have you done? How are you helping?
1: Well, but they're not trying to help. The people that are doing exactly that are 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 trying to fuck things up. And they should be held accountable. I mean, DeSantis did that thing with Martha's Vineyard that you just kind of alluded to, where it's like, we're going to send dark people to Martha's Vineyard, and these rich white folks are going to freak out. And we were like, "Well, I'm uh, just going to
0: take care of them because yeah, you're yeah, an yeah, asshole." Yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, we'll do it.
1: And I mean, that was a real shine, shining a light on uh, of DeSantis because he
0: it, it it did right. But my to my point is. It also shined a light on Democrat a little bit because everyone's like, oh, you can't do this to these poor people, right? Like, okay, you're right. He shouldn't have done that, and that was totally wrong and disgusting and everything else. Can we address why he was able to do it, though? Because well, you had well, all these people that came over the border, and then they overflooded, and then they got, maybe they got sent from Texas to Florida. And then he said, like, can we do something about the border so that well, he doesn't have the opportunity to do this?
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> in this particular case— He's facing trouble, legal trouble, potentially,
0: because of how the transportation was funded. Fantastic. Okay, I'm Broader sorry. point. Like, again, I don't, but the issue is at the border yeah. and our policies with immigration. What? I, like, that, that's, that's the thing that needs to get resolved. Focusing on DeSantis and Abbott and all the ism and the race and all that other shit, that's not getting you in. You have an actual problem that we can solve for. Can we please solve for that? Worrying about how DeSantis did this publicity stunt, doesn't, I don't really care if he ever gets... I, I, I hear you. Just, I, 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 all right, What you're saying
1: from a logical perspective, something I can't argue with, won't try to argue with, but I will say that we both know the reality. None of these assholes want to solve the problem, and that,
0: that goes bo- across what? the board. I don't understand why. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense that no one wants to solve it, because if you solve it, you're a fucking hero. Right? cuz if you solve it the right way right like you have to balance humanitarian with national security right like in, like so if you can sure. if if you solve it where you've stemmed the flow of illegal immigration you create a process of uh, an efficient and humanitarian process for asylum seekers people just looking to come over legally and then ways to filter out the people who just shouldn't be here at all like, it, yeah, it's a hard task. It is very, it's going to, it's not an easy fix. It's it, It's not going to happen overnight, but you're a fucking hero if you do it. So I don't understand Well, why nobody wants to do it. Well, so the, I think the elephant of the room is
1: um, the cartels, which you can blame on the cartels or on our country's um, desire to use the products provided by cartels, but they're essentially a foreign military that is causing such havoc in that part of but the then, world, so so I'm gonna say part of that solution has to be the drug war. Whether yeah. it's ending the drug war, whether it's fucking rolling Abrams tanks into Tijuana,
0: I don't personally endorse that. Obviously, without you need to go to Tijuana. Let's leave Tijuana be. It's a special place for some of us.
1: Well, uh, you know what's funny? You say that though because Tijuana used to be a playground for Americans, yes. and now. It still kind of is. I know people it's who've been
0: there fairly recently. Different type of playground.
1: Well, yeah, it, it, it's become. My, my uncle's lived in Southern California for 35, 40 years. And he would tell me that when his kids were young, that was like one of their favorite weekend, you know, getaways. And he said, now I wouldn't go there on a bet. And my, my uncle's very conservative and he gets his information from Fox News. So maybe Tijuana isn't the hellscape that he believes it is. But. When I was working down there, I knew a lot of folks who were like, yeah, 20 years ago, Tijuana was
0: a playground. And you could still find trouble, and there was still plenty of... I mean, it's been 15 years since I've been, and it was not the best place for me to be then. And I did not get out without an an altercation. So, you know, it's... it's. I don't know if it's gotten any... Maybe it's gotten a lot I, better. I doubt I doubt, it's I doubt that better. it has. I think I'm it's gotten substantially worse. Like, the, in our altercation, it, like it was actually really bad. Like, it, we... We're very fortunate we made it out the way we did. But I don't know if Tijuana's, we we moment, Tijuana is, we're getting off track with Until we find out
1: what the statute right, of
0: limitations is. Let's, uh, right, but to the, I guess my, to the broader point is like you, you, you have to address these issues. Now, if you want to tell me that corporations are, what are, what is driving, because the thing with the cartels like, yes, that's a part of it, right? They're driving human sure, trafficking, there's sure. drug trafficking and everything else. And that has to be worked in a solution. The problem is how 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 high up is the influence of uh, is the cartel influence in like the mexican government but you also have the issue with that a lot of these people aren't from mexico most of these people aren't they're from venezuela they're from cuba they're from Nicaragua. they're from el salvador they're from these different places so it's not necessarily mexico right like you have to deal with the cartels Well, well that's the thing you have to deal with the cartels in mexico but the people are coming from somewhere else Right. Like, so then what's going on in those countries is something that you have to deal with. And that's Blinken. Right. Right. that's You know what I mean? Like, so you, you have to deal with that. Like he he needs to be addressing and dealing with that, like figuring out why are these people leaving and what can we do to get them to not leave and migrate across, you know, quarter right. across the continent or whatever. Right. Right. Um, you know, so again, it, I said it's not easy. It's multifaceted. There's a lot of layers to it, but someone needs to be attacking it and addressing it in in real time. Now, the other point I was going to make is, if you want to tell me that corporations have a, a, a big say in why you don't want to solve this Absolutely. because of cheap labor and everything else, okay, I'll I'll listen to that. But I'm not saying like. So because corporations want to continue with cheap migrant labor that we should just ignore it and continue to deal with this? There there used to be, in World War II, there was
1: something called the Migrant Migrant Worker Program, where literally during harvest seasons and times of excessive demand of labor, where in World War II, so most of the male labor force or a huge fraction of it was fighting a war and wasn't available to do uh, labor back home. They would literally have a program to get people in. Now, this was, I believe, mostly a U.S.-Mexico thing. It might have extended to more of Central America. I don't know. But literally, it was a program where we're going to help you get into the country safely and legally. And when we don't need you anymore, we're going to help you get out safely and legally. But we're going to be bringing you back when we need you. And that way, you can make money in the U.S. and go back to your home in Mexico, where you want to be in the first place. Because a lot of these folks would love to stay in Mexico. They just can't make money and feed their families there yeah. so that would be
0: and we have there's some of that that does happen there are problems, some of it does you know i, mean? I like, don't know what the
1: legality of it is but i do know that crossing the border has gone from being relatively easy to much harder in the last several years and that's not a, i mean dating back to reagan probably maybe right. before that um and so now if i'm a mexican or a venezuelan trying to make money in america I know that once I get across that border and get safely into work, I'm much better off than when I have to actually make the crossing. And if I knew I could cross back and forth without the risk of being apprehended, dealing with the fucked up situations you're talking about, I would be much more willing to come and much more willing to leave.
0: Yeah, that's in, again, but and that's that's all part that's of a, it. P- that's a right? part, like, right? That's, there's no one a, answer. Right, like there's just, it's not in, but... No one's actively working towards it, and that's the part that, that kind of irks me a little bit, oh, uh, by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and it's just like, I don't like the stance on e- from either party on this, right, because, I, like, the Democrats don't seem to have a message on it other than their whole thing is it's, that what... You're they, racist. <laughs> right, that the conservatives are racist, about, are racist because they want something done. I think I can... If Abbott wasn't such a fucking clown... I could listen to what he, you know, same with DeSantis. Like, if they weren't so ridiculous about how they're going about it, like, look, it is an issue. There does need to be addressed, and it's the U.S. border, and it needs to be handled sure. at the top. But, you know, the, the theatrics with, and just the, the just inhumane treatment of people by saying, all right, now you've already done this, so now we're going to put you on a plane, we're going to put you even, th- even more thousands of miles away and, and put you in the middle, whether you know anybody or not, good luck. And and then just saying, haha, we got you, Blue City. Like it's just like uh, okay, right? There's plenty of
1: blame to go around, and and I, if anyone, um, if anyone is
0: putting out solutions, I'm unaware of them. Right, like things that would actually work that actually make sense. Right, like uh, if 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 you're gonna sit there and argue, oh well, Trump wanted to build a wall. Like uh, oh, by the way, he claimed he did (laughs) it. Yeah, right. Like uh, it's just like. That sort of thing, like this, this isn't about an actual physical wall, right? Because if you're worried about the drug cartels, they're not, they don't get, a wall doesn't do anything to stop them. Right, They'll I think go, it's proven
1: that almost all of their product makes it in through ports of entry.
0: Right, like I mean, like most of it's going through ports of entry. You do got some that comes across the border. A lot of that stuff gets caught, and they don't even bat an eye because, again, they're flying it. They're is literally flying right, it in, dropping, or it's it. coming in on boats. They've got submarines. They, they, they wouldn't I mean, have cocaine bear. It wasn't for a, exactly. A so chance to bring up cocaine bear. We'll you not know, be like <laughs> the the wall is isn't, isn't stopping that. And you know, like look, an actual physical barrier in some instances makes sense, but you're not going to have. A wall that runs purely all all the way across, like the Great Wall of China, like just the the terrain says no. Right, right. Like, and we we already have physical barriers in some spaces, and in other places, you're fucking up the environment. You're fucking up people's actual sure. property that they own. There's plenty of reasons why that doesn't work, but there are other things that could work if we had people that were actually working on those on those actual real world solutions. But they're not. Uh, uh, I want to talk about uh, Congress. Members of Congress actually working to solve a problem, but
1: first I got to bring up George Santos.
0: So George uh, Santos hold on. is. Let's. I, I want to do this. Okay. A okay. marine right, in sure. New York. Um, right. So you had a homeless guy, uh, Jordan Neely, who ends up being uh, uh, killed, uh, essentially by a, um, a f- f- retired or former, former marine. Former yep. marine. Uh, it's always hard because you're always right. a marine. But um, you know the situation was uh, Jordan Neely was homeless. He. Uh, had some mental health issues, and he you know, was a street performer, but he had definitely some issues with with aggressive behavior and, and dangerous and violent behavior. He's on a train uh, you know, threatening people, arguing with people, and uh, multiple people on the train go to restrain him. Uh, the Marine, who I can't think of his name right now, uh, comes up behind him, puts him in a chokehold, holds him in a chokehold for about 15 minutes uh, until they can get uh, the person to calm down. And then ultimately Jordan Neely... Uh, ends up dying um, after being restrained for 15 minutes in a chokehold. Um, now, you know, it's – he – so they ended up charging the Marine. Do you have his name? Daniel Daniel Penny. Yeah, Daniel Penny, uh, the Marine. Uh, so he ends up getting charged with uh, second-degree manslaughter, um, right. which in New York I think it's uh, since up to 15 years. Um, and – Second-degree manslaughter in New York is that you didn't intend to kill the person, but the person accidentally died doing something that could have possibly brought along that person's death. So in this particular instance, you've got a Marine holding a guy from behind in a chokehold, which there is the potential for death. It wasn't the Marine's intent, but that's what happened. Now, I believe that the Marine has a good defense here um, in that, like, again, his intent wasn't to kill the guy, and after he releases from the hold, they tried multiple things to, you know, resuscitate, resuscitate him. him. Uh, he, you know, they're they're unable to do so, and Jordan Neely dies. Like, so, again, I don't believe that he has the intent. I think he can show that this was an accident. Um, we'll see how that all plays out. I, I personally wouldn't have charged him if I'm the prosecutor, um i just believe that the marine has a good defense i understand the situation it's very unfortunate what happened um but it's the 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 reality of the situation the guy was being very aggressive on the train um we have video of it right like it's not just the it's not just the marine holding him there's two other people there trying to get something out of the guy's hand um now i would argue like look if you're choking me from behind i'm gonna fight like hell as well to Have you not do that to me? Sure. Um, So, uh, you know, people saying, "Oh, well, he should have stopped." It's like, look, none of these people were police, and if you're choking me, like I'm going to fight until the very end because I I, whatever. And the guy was clearly having a break from reality, right? Like he was having a a mental issue. So, I mean, it's 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 complicated, right? And so, like, if if it's me, if I'm the prosecutor, I'm not charging penny. I can understand why they decided to charge him, but I also think that Penny has a good enough defense where he will make it out of this, but I, I don't know.
1: Well, so, I know you almost certainly know who Bernard Gates is. Yeah. Okay, if you don't, because you're not old like me, um, Bernard Gates was a New York City subway rider back in the early 80s who sharpened a screwdriver and was basically in a spot where a bunch of punks tried to rob him. He was prepared for it, and he fatally stabbed one at least one of these guys with a a screwdriver that had been sharpened into a weapon. Very polarizing thing, because, you know, you got this guy who's like, four kids attacked me. I defended myself. I had a screwdriver. It's legal for me to have a screwdriver. In the If you're in that circumstance, and you got someone wigging out on a New York subway, which happens all the fucking time, but... It's a tense, awkward situation. If you once you feel the need to go in, you're kind of in until law enforcement arrives. Right, and,
0: and the issue is too. Like again, uh, you know, Jordan Neely is you know being aggressive towards people on the, on on the train, and again, they're on a the train, so it's not exactly easy for them to no. escape. No, and you know, distances huh. between stops on trains aren't exactly short. Like I mean, it could so that be that happened to me in Boston once. So some crazy right, fucking I mean, psycho it could with be, green teeth
1: yelling at me to right, say I'm mean, be me.
0: Ten minutes between stops. And Ten minutes is a long time for a person that's waking out. And so uh, you know this this idea that that you know uh, like look, I understand that people are upset that Jordan Neely was killed. I understand that people are upset that he he had uh, some some mental issues that he couldn't get the help that he needed. Um, or refused the help that right. he needed, or couldn't sure. see, or whatever. Had stopped mm. taking his medication. He had a hard life. Uh, he also had a very extensive rap sheet. But uh, none of that matters in the moment, right? Like he he was doing what he was doing. People felt the need to defend themselves, uh, and and it's an unfortunate situation. Now you can make the argument like, oh, well, people wig out on trains all the time, and that that's fine. No, yeah. it's not. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, people do wig out yeah. on trains all the time, but we we we're not uh, like we can't be arguing. That if someone is making people believe that their lives are in danger, yeah, that we should just kind of let that go, and and then oh my god, he actually killed somebody, or, or he punched that lady in the face, or whatever. Like I, I can't get behind that. Like this is an unfortunate situation the way it turned out, and the reality is, is if if he doesn't die, right, then then Penny's a hero. Penny's a hero, right? Oh well, he died, right? And we don't we, uh, you know. It's interesting because he had him in a chokehold for 15 minutes, and, you know, they got fought for nearly 15 minutes, so it's I'm curious to see what happened, right? Like, so Neely clearly hadn't, like, and if you've ever sunk a chokehold before, like, and not everybody has, but you do have a certain level of control of how tight that thing gets, sure. and you're essentially, you know, you've got your, your free hand that braces up against the hand that has, you know, the neck and a vice, and that is how you can control and apply pressure right but you're squeezing the bi- bicep and pulling that wrist up and it, it's it like when you're in that position right It does you do exert a lot of energy but the person fighting against you exerts a hell of a lot more right and you can but you have the control over basically how much air they get so it seems like the guy was able to have a good balance of this for an extended period of time until the end so then the question becomes like what what happened? Did the, the the fighting get so intense as Neely started to kind of like black out or whatever that you know Penny ends up applying more pressure than he should have and then the guy you know passes out and dies or whatever? Were there drugs in the system? I don't know. um But what I do know is that the guy was posing enough of a threat where not just Penny, but two other people, which one of the guy was either black or Puerto Rican that was trying to get the you know thing that was perceived as a weapon out of his hand. Right, and we're fighting with him the entire time. I just like it's a tragedy that it happened, but you when we're dealing with people that are posing a threat to other people in public, like we we gotta be able to deal with that without it being like racist because the guy was black. Like and here's the thing if Jordan Neely was white, right, the question is some of these people that are so upset about this, would they be? Right? Or is it well Because it's a black man, then I'm just like I don't care about the facts, I don't care about logic or reasoning or whatever. A white guy killed a black guy, and so it's racist, right? Right. And if that's if that's where we're going, like we're gonna have a problem. Well, (laughs) we have a problem. I I,
1: want to say one thing. This is not a replay of George Floyd,
0: right? George Floyd, you
1: got four cops who've got a guy completely immobilized. They chose to stay on his neck unnecessarily until he died. Once you get engaged in this fight, you got someone freaking out. What you just said actually just shows. I don't want this to sound like a douchey thing to say, but what a shitty chokehold Penny had on this guy. Because for it to last 15 minutes, I mean, I've done jujitsu. You've been <laughs> choked in fights before. I know at one, least one story. When you get a, you know, a a rear naked choke done right, you got about 10 seconds mm-hmm. until
0: you're but unconscious. But again, it wasn't... I wouldn't say shitty. It was okay, the right one. So maybe maybe it was the right point. point. You're, trying not, you're trying, him trying not to kill him. He's trying not to. Th- it's just like, dude, you need to calm down, right? Like, so here's a way where, you, you know, like, let me occupy you in a way that, you know, keeps sure. you from from hurting other people. And so, like, you, you, can, you can have a good hold on someone and essentially immobilize them without necessarily choking them off. But then the problem, again, becomes as they struggle more right and they yep. see maybe they slide down right and you're trying to mm-hmm. or you know like they they change their physical body position um like that that can impact how you have a hold on it and like yeah am I defending the marine in this particular instance yeah I am and and it's it's probably not a popular take amongst progressives or or liberals or or what have you but i i'm sorry if you like you ever been on a p- train and had someone that you don't know how stable they are, yeah. And they start screaming and yelling. You're like, okay, okay. But then they start getting in someone's face or your face. Then once all the red flags and bells and whistles and alarms go off in 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 yourself, right? Like right. this person is posing a threat to me. Then you like we then you got to be able to react. People have to be able to protect themselves. And if they can't protect themselves, and someone else steps in and does it for them, then you know this idea that we're gonna hold these people. Like and treat them I'm, like pariahs just doesn't track with me.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on your um, bandwagon to a degree and say put yourself in in uh, Penny's the Marines position. If uh, Jordan Neely goes off and waylays a 90 year old lady, and it comes out, oh, there was an ex Marine on the train with this happening, and he chose to do nothing. Right. Then he's a bad guy for that. <laughs> Right, it's really enough. If he years. hits Once somebody, you engage... or
0: like I mean, if Neely hits somebody, or or if he stabs someone, or whatever, right? And people act after the fact. Well, now you've got, you know, right. now yeah. you've got a, a, a really mess. A mess. It, you know, there's the, no
1: happy solution to this.
0: No, there there, there is there, There's not right. I mean, it speaks to we got to do something about mental health. We got to sure. do something about homelessness. Um, you know, but then it's you know safety on trains and, and, and everything else. And, and I just I can't condemn this guy penny uh for what he did i don't believe that he intended to kill the kid um i and i and i recognize that Jordan neely needed help um but at the same time he needed help but he was he was putting people in a position where they were they were not safe right they felt that they were not safe to the point where multiple people felt the need to physically step in and restrain this guy right right it wasn't just penny penny just didn't wasn't on his own there were two other people that were trying to restrain this guy and get him to calm down right and so uh, you can sit there and talk about it being racist and all that other stuff because uh the guy was white or whatever but w- at least one of the other people trying to restrain him was not right and the people on the tra- the people on the train didn't have an issue with them trying to restrain the guy right like so i i get that the guy was like a, a performer and maybe he was beloved by the people who he had not been aggressive with and it is unfortunate yeah but Unfortunately, his lack thereof of mental health and help, um, he wasn't able to 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 rein his shit in, and it ended up getting him killed. And that is sad, but like I'm not I'm not gonna fault the people who were trying to protect other people from 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 this guy. I'm sorry, sure. I can't do it.
1: All right, now can I trash George Santos? Uh, yes. Okay, actually, I'm not gonna trash him. I'm just yeah yeah. yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, George Santos has been charged with a multitude of of financial crimes related to his uh, campaign and I think some other issues. He's facing potentially 20 years. Um, George Santos is an easy guy not to like in case you don't know who we're talking about. You obviously don't listen to us enough. But he's a New York congressman who basically got into office on a series of lies. And it's just, it's something that 20 years ago, this guy would have been laughed out of office and, and, and bounced.
0: But... We live in a post-truth world,
1: but... Uh, I mean, look,
0: they, they charged him with fraud, money laundering, theft of public funds, false statements. Um, they said he allegedly embezzled contributions from supporters, fraudulently obtained unemployment benefits, and lied in disclosures to the House of Representatives. I mean, look... Yeah, he, that's quite a list. Now, uh, that's... He's saying that it's a witch hunt and that they're after him because I, I don't know. Um, but he's saying it's a witch hunt because that's become the, right. Number I mean, one defense he's, to... he's literally just mimicking Trump. Um, uh-huh. yep. you know, I mean, he's taking a page out of DeSantis Trump book and just like, well, I'm just going to say what Trump says. And then that should probably get me out of this. Cause I'll get everybody who likes Trump to get behind me because they'll think that they're, but the problem is that this guy doesn't have the team that Trump or DeSantis have, um, to cover up his bullshit and so like he he left a lot of loose ends that are probably going to take him down. And look, these charges are not a joke. These are federal charges. and so if found guilty, uh George or uh, Georgina or whatever his name is, uh, he, he, he going to jail uh, for probably, You know, uh, he's facing up
1: to twenty years, right?
0: He's probably looking at double-digit years. Uh, He may not get the full twenty, but I have to imagine he could be looking at ten. I mean, and look, the in the paper trail, it's not like this isn't just oh, I'm reading these lines. Like, there's been multiple, multiple reports of reporters who have been able to put it all together. People who have who have gone on the record and said like this is how he took money from me that I contributed to his campaign. And it was not legal, appropriate, whatever, uh, authorized, so on and so forth. So, I mean, he's in. he made plenty of political enemies along the way uh, in the Republican Party. So, I mean, I don't think things are looking too good for George Santos. Um, I think his house of cards of lies and BS are going to be coming down around him. He's going to scream witch hunt the entire time. It'll be interesting to see the level of support he gets from the Republican Party. I know Kevin McCarthy initially said that, well, I'm not going to do anything about him because he hasn't been charged. And now it's, well, everybody's proven until you know, or everybody's of, guilty yeah. or innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> we'll kind of see we'll see how how much support he gets for the Republican Party. I have to imagine that Republicans are probably going to start to just kind of be real quiet about George Santos and not say anything about him one way or the other. Not take questions on it. They'll probably put something out like, hey. You can ask us about George... Or don't ask us about George Santos. No one's saying anything, right? Blah, blah, like, blah. Yeah. And so the, he'll eventually not exist to them. He'll be on his own. He'll get found... He likely ends up being found guilty... And he goes to jail, and then he's kind of a laughing stock like he already is. Um, I, that's about the best case scenario I see for him. Um, and we'll see, we'll see yeah, how it it's, goes it's down.
1: It's tough to feel bad for the guy because he is such a dishonest. Know. You know, There's okay. nothing
0: to feel bad yeah. about. Like I mean, dude's a liar and a cheat. And some of the stories about him that aren't necessarily criminal but are just messed up. With some of the stuff with his – the. I don't know. I don't know what he had going on down in Brazil, but I mean, the whole like, it's a whole weird story about him being a cross dresser performer and taking money and wedding proposals right. and leaving people at the altar. And it's I just, really, it's I bizarre. Really story. Right? Like, um, it's, 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 a, it's it's sort of thing that you're just like, this is a really bad movie <laughs> that was poorly written, but it's real life that would probably... Yeah. Make an okay movie about this guy.
1: That, I mean, so much of our politics has become, I can't believe we're talking about this, but here we go. Yeah. Um, so I want to say something good about Matt Gaetz. Um, Matt Gates and AOC co-sponsored a bill to make it illegal for members of Congress to own individual stocks, which is frankly, A, a long time. This should not be the case to begin with. B they'll find a way around it within twenty minutes once this law gets passed, but you still gotta do something. And what I really wanna give Matt Gates credit for is when Fox was attacking both AOC and Matt Gates, Matt Gates came to AOC's defense and saying, the way they're sexualizing her is inappropriate and and unprofessional. I Agree. The Snickers Go ahead, is understood. But but he did he did the right thing in this case. He said, look, they made up some, the on I think it was The Five, the uh, morning show on Fox, where they were spinning this, Matt Gates and AOC are going to be in a sitcom together where they hate each other, but they fall in love and get married and blah, blah, blah. And and Matt Gates is like, look, you're being stupid to Fox. And I give him credit for that. I also give both of them credit for putting this bill out there because this is the kind of bill I love in the sense that you put a bill out there where it's saying, "There's corruption in our government. We all know it. Many of the people in this room participate in it." Do you have the balls to bet to vote against this? And voting against your own corrupt, your own ability to be corrupt and be covered is, I think, legally risky. Sorry, uh, uh, not legally risky, but is uh, professionally risky. Because if you vote, if you're a senator or congressman from Georgia. And you vote against this, and I'm running against you. That's the first
0: thing I'm campaigning with. Okay. Well, and this is why you don't run campaigns. Um, this doesn't matter. I, it's it's a nice gesture. I don't even know if this bill ever sees a vote, but if it does, um, it's dead in the Senate. And it's I agree. Everything you're saying is right. But uh, about the it's smart on both their on both accounts to put put it together and put it out there. But I mean. Th- Look, no one. None of these guys are gonna vote for it. It's not gonna. It, it's not a risk because no. No one will even remember, right? When all these people run, like their opponents, their opponents aren't gonna say, "Well, he had a chance to vote." For, and even if they do, no one's gonna care. I know it. It's, it should matter, and it should impact people, and it should back people into a corner. But every single one of those congressmen and senators who own stocks and illegally insider trade, they're all going to vote against it. And they all will go to AOC and say, oh, real cute attempt, little kids, but no one gives a fuck and go away. And that's what's going to happen. I think I, I applaud them. I hope that this passes through the House, through the Senate, becomes law. And Nancy Pelosi and all of them have to give up all their stocks. Not just put it into a blind trust, or or or, and, or put and, it into, or yeah. whatever, but like it's it's not going to get there. Now I would love to be proven wrong, but I think that you know your view that this is going to be some sort of a thing that you know oh if people don't vote for it. There's not a single person that this will hurt their re-election chances.
1: I will. Um, I hope you. Pro- I hope you're proven wrong as well. I,
0: I do too, but there's. Yeah. It's just. There, I, it's not. You like,
1: know what? If, even if you're going to go out and say this is nothing
0: but a hollow gesture with no. I think the... they both want. I think they both believe this, and they both said it. And I and I think they they truly believe. Like, look, this is something that needs to be law. I'm not saying they're doing it just for song and dance. I think they want this to pass, and I think they will both lose sleep over the fact that they'll probably never see the the, the, the House, House floor House or or see a Senate vote. But just, the reality is, it ain't. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, sorry to burst AOC, your bubble, Matt Gaetz, your bubble, and Jim, your bubble, but it just, it's, it's not going to. Now, again, prove me wrong, fantastic. I'll eat crow all day. But... I mean, it it doesn't get passed, and I don't think this hurts a single person's chances at re election. And I would love to watch every commercial when when election season comes up to see exactly who uses this against who. No, well, well, again. You know what I I mean? And
1: let me be clear what I said was I'm aware that it was very pie in the sky. Um, But I at least like seeing something out there that says, we know this is a problem. You could not get two people who are more different in terms of their yeah, voting record. Post.
0: Yep. Um, so. I agree. I, I, I like everything about it except for the reality. that it, yeah, no, it, I mean, You that, know what I mean? That, it's
1: when, when John McCain and... Was it uh, McCain-Feingold? John McCain years ago did something to try to curb corruption, and he was on Imus' show at the time, and they're now both dead, so there's that. But, uh, and Imus said, basically, great. You put something into place so they will find a loophole around in five minutes. And John McCain's response was, does that mean I'm not supposed to try? Yeah. And you, you brought up blind trusts. As soon as, if, if this law were to go into effect, the reason they will vote for it is because they'll find a loophole around it in 20 minutes and they'll still get to do their shit. And now they'll say, I'm not corrupt. Look, there's a law that says I can't do this. So everything was in a blind trust managed by my hedge funder, who happens to be my kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I
0: again, hedge funder. Look, I would, me. they need to try. Yeah. I want them to try. I want it to be successful, right? And even if someone can find a loophole around it, at least that's better. And then, and then at least close the loophole. Right? Then you're like, all right, like, well, how do we close this loophole? Right? Like, I mean, like there's there are solutions. I just don't have faith in their counterparts and in Congress and Senate that they will have the support they need to get this across the finish line. Again, hope they do, but they don't and they won't. Sorry,
1: we're we're, going to go way too long if we're not careful. And there's uh, one story for sure I want to talk about. The head basketball coach of my alma mater, Mr. Robert Huggins. Bobby! So let me tell you this from my perspective. I heard Bob Huggins is in trouble. I saw headlines on ESPN, should Bob Huggins get fired? So I started looking into it, and I misdiagnosed what had happened. I read that he was on a Cincinnati talk show and said something inappropriate. I read deeper, and he, well, he did that. When I initially read it, the way I thought I interpreted it was, he said something back when he was the coach of the University of Cincinnati 15 years ago, whatever it's been, 20 years ago. Nope, he did it, like, last week. And what he did was he called the fans of Xavier... He started to call them fags, and then he changed gears and called them Catholic fags, as if that made it better. So he literally double-clutches. He's about to say something he knows he shouldn't, stops, and thinks, if I just add the word Catholic, that will make it better. He's subsequently been suspended for three games. Um, I, I, I don't want to see every time someone says something stupid or offensive that they're immediately banished for life. So I'm actually... <laughs> I'm glad the university addressed it. I'm glad Bob Huggins didn't get fired. But if (laughs) it's so dumb. The reason to fire him, in my opinion, is because you're supposed to represent a role model, if for no one else, the young men you represent as a coach. And you went out and did something that if they had done, you would have sat them on the bench and said, what the fuck's wrong with you, at the very least.
0: So... I'm, I'm uh, look, so dumb I mean oh my God, it it's dumb. Is, I feel uh, you know similarly um, like again I, I just you know the idea of running around firing everyone every time someone says something that is offensive that people don't like is is ridiculous but at the same time I think that he should be held accountable to a higher standard because he's a coach of young men um, and I think the punishment is appropriate because yeah, he's missing three games. That's a lot of money. He also had to reduce his salary by a million dollars each year okay. in his contract. So I think that is substantial. That, that is. Um, and well, you, you, oh, he makes millions. I'm like, look, bitch. Like you, you, I don't care if you make five million. You chop one of those millions off. That is a lot of fucking money to lose. Uh, and so that, that's a hell of a price to pay for not being able to, you know, watch your fucking tongue uh it's 2023 it shouldn't be that hard to not say fag i mean it's not a term that i use um i just you know have never been up oh, fag. like it, i mean right. I, but it's funny so when it's, you were in
1: high school I, it, it, it was not make it
0: okay i know it was it was huge in the 90s for people i always that like in what this actually got me into an actual fight with a kid he called a kid a fag and I, I just looked at him. I was like, you do realize you look like what the thing, the the way you say that makes you look like the thing that you're calling him. You know, I wasn't right? quite you're as just... nice as I, yeah. you know, I say, I'm said i saying it a little nicer now than I did then. <laughs> Kid gets real pissed at me. We, we get into a very brief altercation that he regrets probably still to this day because of what I did to his shoulder. Um, but nonetheless, just a term that I don't use. And so I, I just, it always... Kind of hits my ear sideways when I hear it. People, even in conversation, will kind of throw it out and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, and it's just like, oh, sorry. Like, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. You're, you you sound like an idiot. But um, again, uh, lose his job, should never coach again. No, I don't think so. But being suspended three games, basketball season. Million. Right. The basketball season's not that long because he loses the money from those three games, which his per game, I'm sure, is probably pretty high. It's probably hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, per I have no game idea he how he much he makes, but he's well paid. <laughs> right? He's. I mean, because he's got a contract, and so it's. It's. I'm sure it's a few million dollars. So, you oh, know, you break it up absolutely. over the course of, you know, however many basketball games that they have, and I'm sure it's it's substantial. But either way, I think you know, being suspended for the three games, losing the million dollars, having to publicly apologize, which you know, Bob Huggins, Bob Huggins is not public apology guy. So, I, I mean, I think oh, it's sorry. appropriate, and, and I think that, you know, having re- realistic, reasonable punishments for things like this makes sense. It's also West Virginia, um, you know, I mean. Easy. Uh, I'm just saying, I mean, it's not oh, a place where they're going to get too upset about what he said. It's, it's, it's not NYU. <laughs> right, uh, exactly. Like, I mean, like, so it's, it's a little bit different situation. I mean, it's not even UMass, where I went, right? Like, hey, Coach, of UMass says something like this. Like, they, he, would, he would be gone. Right, I mean, it's just a way more progressive university than a a West Virginia. So, I mean, like place matters, and so that I think it works out for him. Um, You know, so yeah, kind of. It's dumb, but it's dumb because of Bob Huggins. Because I mean, like, there's no one else did anything wrong, right? I mean, other than the people on the show, like, you know, because if even with you and I and our interactions on this show, there have been times where you've been about to say something, not. Like offensive you, you, like this but you, you too my friend I, fair but at least with you like I I can see yours coming a little bit and try to jump in and, and stop you and intervene right so with when Bob Huggins stops before he says <laughs> Catholic like then you just jump in and say hey Bob Bob buddy hey why don't we go a different direction here right I mean right here they have what's
1: called a dump button Yes. now
0: you usually don't want to dump
1: your guests you,
0: and here's the thing
1: you like if you drop it if you say "fuck" on the radio, that can get you into trouble
0: with the, uh, with the FCC. FCC.
1: Yeah, "fag" is not does not get you into trouble
0: now. I, I, but I, I think it, I think it was on a podcast though. So I, oh, was it? Know, okay, yeah. I, so, I mean, I, I I think it was on a podcast. I not think it, so. I think it was a radio uh, show, right? Well, I mean, they just they they probably could have just dumped him. You know, I mean, for his own good. Right, exactly. You just, kind of, like just you just dump him and just say, "Hey, coach, we just saved you from yourself there, and let's keep moving." Yeah, yeah. Right? That, that, then,
1: that's probably on the other hand. If you're that radio show in Cincinnati, you're like, "Ooh, this is gold." Maybe, but I it's mean, it's a shitty. Hey, it's a shitty thing to do. Or, I mean,
0: I, I see. I, I guess I'm more of a guy of I'd rather curry favor with the guy. Like, all right, like listen, yeah. I just saved you from yourself. I mean, so I'm gonna need you to come back on the show know, without any bitching, what, Bobby. One of
1: one of one of our things has always been. We don't edit anything. I mean, we'll occasionally insert sound bites or whatever. We don't change anyone's words. We had a guest once when you were out of town who said something that was utterly cringeworthy. Um, And I was asked by the person that connected us with this guy to cut that out. And I said, nope. He said what he said. And, uh, you know, I'm not vilifying the guy for it, but it showed a little bit about his... As much as anything, the circles he rolled. Should, should I just come out and say it? Yeah. So we had a guest I mean, on, the on the show. He said it on the, we the show. We yeah. Um, he yeah. He was talking about his co-author. And he said, my co-author's an, Af- an African-American. He's smart, though. Mm-hmm. And I just went, okay. You just told me you hang around in country clubs and places like that where you have to immediately respond to someone's black, but they can actually still be smart. And it was just cringe worthy as fuck. Now this guy's in the seventies. And I just thought, okay, that's kind of a reveal of where your head is. And I'm not cutting out that sentence to make you to save you from yourself. Sorry. Yeah, I and And, and honestly I expected to call once that episode aired. I literally spent like the next day going, When's the call coming from Steve? Going, What the fuck?
0: Yeah, you know, in in that sort of situation it's just like you can you can bitch about it, but at the same time, like, he said it, he right. put it out there, and that's on him, and, right? And like, exactly.
1: And, and I put myself, so the conversation I was dreading is not, well, possibly from you or from anyone, is like, why didn't you confront him on that? I'm like, I'm not going to confront my guest and say, here's what you just did and try to browbeat them. Yeah. It's I a mean, tough it's, spot to be in, especially right, someone I, mean, I don't know.
0: Right. Like, you're in a tough spot there. I, I probably would have pushed back on him at that point, but does he say that if I'm here? I don't know. Right. And you, you know, know th- so it's well. He wasn't physically here. Either, no, no, no. Right. I know, but I'm um, just saying. Like, if if I'm in the yeah. in the, right there in the moment, like, do I call him out on it? I I don't know. Um, but at the same time, that is something that I I probably would have said. Well, why don't we why don't we you, see? It, it, you know. No, I don't. I I,
1: it, 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 when I was you know, wrestling with this in my head, I kind of felt like a pussy because I didn't push back and say, you know. Yeah, you don't need I mean, to do that. But at the same time, I don't know the guy. If it's, I, it, it, it could put, devolve the conversation. It
0: could, but at the same, I think there should be some accountability. Like I, I think we're going to be people. We're going to bring people on the show. Just because you're our guest doesn't mean that you. And that goes back to what I was saying about Donald Trump earlier, right? Saying things that aren't accurate, that aren't true, or whatever, or that are just right shitty. Um, you should hold people to account, right? Like, but that is someone who's getting paid on CNN as uh, alleging to be a journalist or whatever. You're not um, being paid or on CNN or alleging to be a journalist. But I, I personally in that situation probably would have said, what the fuck does that mean? What's your point there? You no, probably would have no. said, I was just kidding. Like, well, that's a shit. No, I don't joke. think he was kidding. <laughs> I understand that. But again, we now we're, I can't do anything about it because it, it didn't right. happen live. But I could just say that's kind of how I think the conversation might have gone, should have gone. But I'm not going to hold, you know, I'm not going to sit there and throw something at you and say, you, you betrayed me or whatever. But it, for me, it's more on that person. And now well, we've gone way off yeah, and yeah. over and, and, and everything and, else.
1: And, and the point was that I didn't take it out. So I didn't save him from himself because right. his words should be something he's accountable for. And that brings us back to Bob Huggins. Okay, let's wrap this up. We are at Congress on Instagram and Twitter. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. We're done.